0: let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life with your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Well, Jay Marsh here. Hey, it's great to be with you today. I want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to your blessed life. Well, I want to get right into today's episode. So, today's special guest is PJ Jonas. So, PJ, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jay. Well, I'm
0: glad that we've got to connect. I know you and I have got to chat in the past, and we have finally got to bring it full circle and come together on an episode. And I'm grateful that we are. And uh, I'll just make a little shout out to uh, technology faux pas, and I'm glad we're able to work through them.
1: Yeah, we well, we figured it out eventually.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Uh, you know, there's a saying. I don't think it's scriptural, but it sounds like it could be scriptural. PJ, and it goes like this: "Blessed are the flexible, as they will bend."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, He definitely <laughs> describes anybody who's an entrepreneur has to yeah. <laughs> kind of has to follow that.
0: Amen. Well, you know what I what I want to do, PJ is briefly I want to introduce you to the blessed nation community here. I want them to kind of get to know you a little bit and then I have a fun question to ask you before we roll into maybe a couple of stories with you. Does that sound all right? Sounds great. Okay, awesome. Well, I want everyone to know that you're from New Jersey and refresh I know it's not directly in New Jersey, PJ what is the the town in the New Jersey area that you're from?
1: Yeah, I actually grew up on Long Beach Island, so it was Ship okay. Bottom on Long Beach Island was where I grew up.
0: Okay. But you and your family, y'all are in Indiana now, right?
1: We are. God God moved us quite a, specifically out here, I think. Uh, my husband and I, we both went to the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, so that's where we met. We got married after we graduated and then lived in Virginia for a couple of years and moved back to New Jersey once my daughter was born. And then in, let me think, like 2005, I think it was, um, he made it very clear that it was time to leave New Jersey. We pretty much just got priced out of New Jersey. My husband was teaching. So we were on a teacher salary. We had, I was pregnant with number six. And we really, it was just really expensive and we, we didn't want to raise the kids in a such a small area. And so I thought we were going to go back to Virginia and God just kept shutting all the doors. He just closed them all. And I was like, what is going on? Why is this so difficult? Hi. And kind of out of the blue, um, we we found out that Indiana had very homeschool friendly laws. And so we started looking at Indiana and everything just came together so easily and so simply. And we were like, okay, God, I didn't, you know, didn't foresee Indiana. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have a job. We didn't have a house. Um, people thought we were totally crazy, but we just felt very much that that was where he wanted us to go. So, so we moved out here.
0: And how long ago was that? How long have y'all been there?
1: Uh, I think it was 2005. So about 14 okay. years or
0: yeah, 12 years. While. I can't count. <laughs> well, so that's home. And I guess you guys are that's going to be home indefinitely, I presume.
1: That's the plan. Yeah. When we um, when we outgrew our old farm and we started looking for land, I tried to go back to Virginia again because I really miss the ocean. That's the hardest part. I love Indiana, but I really miss the ocean. Yeah. And so I was looking to go back to Virginia and same thing, like just nothing was working. So I was like, okay, God, we'll stay here in Indiana. I'll just have to go and visit the ocean.
0: <laughs> well, I know that you guys are on a farm and I know you have a good sized family. So it's your husband, Jim, and then you have eight children from like nine to 19 or so. Yeah. She's actually right?
1: 20 right now. So nine oh, she's years out to 20. of the yep, Oh my Yep. Yep. I know getting old, but yeah, so they're all singles. They're all about a year and a half apart. And, um, we all, we do, we homeschool them and we all work together here.
0: Well, I know you've got such an interesting story and I know we're going to get into parts of it, but from a kind of a, a typical background, an educational background, maybe even a corporate background. I know that you have engineering is is in your background, but that, that is over the years has changed into an entrepreneurial, um, I guess mission, an entrepreneurial journey for not only you and not only for your husband, Jim, but for your entire family. So you guys run this operation and it's called Goat Milk Stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is?
1: Yeah, so the, the whole thing started was because I really kind of got on a quest for a little little healthier lifestyle. Um, right. And so, you know, it started with just, you know, growing more vegetables in the garden and, and kind of watching what we ate and... Um, I wanted to get, uh, dairy goats because I wanted access to raw milk. And in some States it's legal to buy raw milk, but in others it's, it's not. And in Indiana, you can't buy it for human consumption. So I decided I was going to get my own goats, um, you know, a, so I could have the healthy milk, but also so that, so B, so that the children would have that experience since we homeschool them. I wanted to have a you know really strong work ethic and <laughs> understand how, you know, how, how to make things happen. And so when we got the goats, we were drinking the milk, we were you know, making cheese, making fudge, doing all sorts of fun stuff with it. And then one day I had all the children in the bathtub and I was just letting them splash around. And for whatever reason, I picked up the baby wash I had always used and looked at the ingredient list. And I was, I was just I was so upset. I was appalled that I heard I'd been doing all of this stuff and I was slathering these chemicals and petroleum-based chemicals all over my children's skin day in, day out. And I was like, that's it. I am never going to use this stuff again. I'm going to learn how to make my own soap. And so I started doing research and found out that, you know, you one of the ingredients is you have to use a liquid and most soap is just made with water. But I had all the goat milk. I knew it was good to drink. I was like, oh, well, I'll right. just put the goat milk in instead. And when I made the soap and put it in the shower, my husband's fingers stopped cracking and splitting. And so that was kind of, you know, my aha moment that, yeah. wow, I, you know, I've yeah. got something I could do. <laughs> I could do something with this. But I was still having children. You know, God was like, no, not yet. And then um, after the last one was born, he was just like, okay, it's time. And we started selling it. Uh, We just went to a couple craft fairs. I taught myself to code and put up a website. And um, what ended up happening was, I didn't know at the time how big of a problem eczema was. And we started giving out some samples and it got into the hands of some families whose children had eczema and it relieved all their eczema sy- symptoms and they told everybody they knew. And that was kind of how we really, really just got our jumpstart into um, the growth of, of goat milk stuff. You know, when I
0: hear that, PJ, it kind of makes me think, you know, all these folks and I you know I can think of a few stories myself with eczema or different type of skin problems that so many of these are probably coming from just the 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 ingredients that aren't naturally found in the soaps that we're putting on our body. They're probably what's causing it.
1: There's It's a big part of it. It's, you know, what we're putting on our skin, what we're eating. You know, God gave us livers, which are amazing organs, and they're able to detoxify so much. But we are in such a, a toxic environment nowadays that our livers can really get overloaded. And you know, when that happens, it has a, a hard time— you know, filtering out all the, the toxins and, and that can, and for some people that can um, produce eczema type symptoms. And so if you can, you know, make it as easy as possible on your liver and not overload it with, you know, all these pesticides and, and try to eat yeah. cleaner food and try to use healthier ingredients on your skin, then you're going to be able to handle things better and not have as many of these issues.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You know, there, there's a similar story in my family. One of my uh, my cousins. Long story short, but it's very relevant, and it it really just kind of nails home what you're doing with goat milk stuff. Is she has two little boys, and her youngest um, has a skin condition, and she is on this this charge for looking of ways to create a healthy, healthier lifestyle. She's doing it not only with what she's putting on topically, but like you were saying, PJ is from the inside out, all the stuff that she's ingesting. Um, she is looking completely revamping what she eats, uh, and what her family eats as a way to naturally address what's occurring with his skin.
1: Yeah. And you know, it takes effort. It's, it's not easy because, it, all that bad stuff is everywhere <laughs> you know i mean yeah. it's just everywhere and you have to be really proactive about it and what i tell people is you know don't get don't get too crazy you know because you can really as you know, as moms and dads, we can really beat ourselves up that we're not doing what's best for our kids. You know, do do your best to get kind of the big categories. You know, skincare—that's really easy nowadays to to get a good quality skincare that doesn't have all sorts of chemicals into it. You know, if you can get a source of healthy milk, if you can get a source of you know grass-fed beef and pastured chickens, you, know, you kind of get that that meat, milk, yeah. dairy kind of thing. Yeah,
0: get the basics.
1: Yeah, and and you can—you've taken such a huge step because you know it's not realistic that you're you know you're never gonna let your kids go to a birthday party and have ice cream and cake, right? You know, they're they're gonna do stuff like that. But if at home, if the bulk of their diet and the bulk of the products they're using are more um more natural and and healthier for them, then you can handle all those, you know, those exceptions when they when they come up.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's such a good reminder. I'm glad to hear you say that because that's a conversation that my wife Dana and I have on a regular basis as it relates to natural foods and organic foods and If that's kind of off your radar, even if you can just look at the foundational, you know, say the big three or the big four, like you said, you've, you've made such a big dent in approaching the food that you eat, the things that you drink from a natural or maybe an organic uh, standpoint. And that's got to help tremendously.
1: It really is. You know, we can, we can become so overwhelmed trying to be perfect. <laughs> You're never going to get there. So give yourself some grace, start off, take baby steps, and just, you know, as the years go by, just keep getting a little more in the right direction and you'll make huge progress.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, that is, that is so cool the way that story uh, came about um, and the way the company, the Goat Milk Stuff Company came about. But I want to kind of digress just a little bit. I have a feeling we might come back into this on the backside as we move through the show here today. But what I want to talk about next with you, PJ, is I wanna I want to kind of talk about PJ from the inside. I, I really want to talk about, well, frankly, your personal walk with Christ and some of the the ins and outs and ups and downs about it. Can we do that? Absolutely. Okay. Well, to kick off this conversation, I want to talk about faith, and I want to talk about it maybe from a little bit different standpoint, and, and in particular, I want to talk about how maybe there was a time, because I know we all have them in our life, where where your faith was was, was challenged. Maybe there was a struggle, because um, I know that there's always struggles in our life, but what I, what I want to know is... Can you tell us about a time when your faith was, when it was stretched, maybe when you were even in that proverbial pit?
1: Well, you know, I mentioned that we, several years ago, we, we moved to a new farm and I was, um, had been trying to go back to Virginia. Well, what ended up happening was, so we, we outgrew, goat milk stuff just kept growing and we were only on three acres. There was no way we were going to be able to continue there. And so we started looking for, for land and we sat down and we made this list. We made a list of everything that we wanted on our, on our new property, on our new farm. And, you know, couldn't find it anywhere in Virginia. And out of the blue, I found um, this property that met every single one of the criteria, but one. And I think it was like 12, 13 things on that list. And including like silly stuff that, you know, that we were putting there, you know, oh, in an ideal world. And it meant every one of them, but the one.
0: Bonuses, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: And so we had wanted a minimum of 36 acres and this property was only 30. And we said, okay, that's close enough. We can make do with 30. That'll be, that'll be great. And um, we put the offer in and what ended up happening was we were told when we put the offer in that it was zoned agricultural and it was actually zoned residential. Mm. And we had to start going through all the process with the, with the city to get it rezoned. And, um, you know, we, we were sure this was where we were meant to be. And so, you know, we just, we got all our stuff together to present it to the planning commission. And we get there and we present it and um, we had all the children. We were all super excited about it. And they told us no they said i'm sorry we cannot recommend this and we just kind of like looked at them like with this blank stare like w- what do you mean no <laughs> right like you can't this is our farm we prayed about yeah. this farm it was everything on our list and um we left that meeting just dumbfounded like like god did we not hear you you know <laughs> did we not you know, and what do we do now? We've got this offer, you know, what, what do we do now, Lord? And so what ended up happening was we had about, um, we had to start going through these other meetings with the city council themselves. And it was a meeting every month. And, um, it was just, uh, it was just demoralizing. <laughs> it was so depressing.
0: I bet it was.
1: And about the second month into it, and we had to get a lawyer involved at this point, And, um, you know, people, some people were like, we just don't want you there, you know, and that sort of thing. And we just, you know, my husband and I were just like looking at each other going, how did we not hear God on this? You know, how, how did we get this so wrong? And, um, during that time we had started the process to get the, um, the property surveyed. Okay. Cause we had to get it surveyed and, you know, in order to get the next step going, assuming we were right. going to pass it. And, um, the survey came back at 36.7 acres.
0: Oh, isn't that? So interesting. the
1: listing had been wrong. It wasn't 30. It met our minimum of 36 at 36 point7 and it met every single criteria on our list. And we just said, okay, this isn't about us, right? This is what we are doing exactly what God wants us to do. and all this difficulty we're having, whether it works out in our favor or not, this is where God wants us to be. And we ended up, we ended up getting it passed, and we ended up building here. And, and most of the people that gave us a hard time have since come and said, you know, oh, we're so happy that you're here, and you know that kind of stuff. But it was a huge, huge lesson because it was so drawn out. I mean, it went on almost six months. You know, where you're just your future is totally in limbo. You don't want to yeah. keep it. You know, you don't, you just don't know where you're going. And it was just such a, a clear, um, you know, response from God that just because you are doing exactly what I want you to be doing does not mean it's going to be easy. And I think that so many Christians can struggle with that, right? If, you know, if, oh, if it's, if I'm doing the easy, if it's what I'm doing is easy, I must be doing what God wants, right? Well, going to the cross wasn't easy, you know, but that was exactly what God wanted Jesus to do. And so I think that for us to say, to measure being in God's will is not a measure of how easy and positive our life is, but it's just being in constant prayer and knowing, you know, and having that conviction that you are doing what God wants you to do, despite any <laughs> thing that you know the world throws at you.
0: I like that, PJ. God's will doesn't equal easy.
1: No, it does not. And you know, and and as I'm listening to
0: your story, I'm instantly putting myself in my situation. My own story, layering it with your story, and I'm walking down parallel with you in my own head in my own story. And that came to mind. That question. Okay, Lord, so if I'm doing what you're calling me to do, why aren't the doors flying open on X, Y, and Z? <laughs>
1: exactly. So
0: let me let me pose that question to you. Because you've been through a difficult place, you've got you got to see kind of the backside of this come to pass. So if someone's going through a season of struggle in their own life, what faith takeaways would you have for them as they're trying to navigate through this difficult season?
1: Yeah. You know, you have to always take a step back and remember that God is trying to grow you to become more like Jesus. And it's not in those easy times that we grow and become more like Jesus, right? It's yeah. in those struggles where we learn the fruits of the Spirit, where we have to put them into practice, where we have to, you know, really rely on God. And so you know, one thing I just always tell my children is, you know, it's, it's easy to say when your life is going great, oh, I love God. Oh, I want right. to, you know, I want to do what makes him happy. It's when things are tough. It's when things are going against you. It's when it seems like you're never going to get to the you know, the end of that dark cloud that that's when you have to say, yes, Lord, I do trust you, even when it's not going the way I want it to go. And sometimes I tell my kids, you know, oh, you know, things going rough, you're not happy. Oh, you must be exactly where God wants you to be, (laughs) you know, because, you know, and and I I mean, obviously there's exceptions, you know, if you're doing something completely, you know, obviously sinning or whatnot, (laughs) you know, but God's not... God's not punishing us because we made a bad decision, right? God's trying to to make us more like him and mold us into his image. And so take those times, know that they're not going to last forever, even though they seem like they're going to last forever. You know, he has promised us not to give us more than we can handle. And when we feel that way, that just needs we, means we need less of ourselves and more of him.
0: Oh, I love that. I think that's so well said, PJ. I think that's a good reminder because... Sometimes when we're going through a a certain season of difficulty or struggle, we feel like it's a constant attack on us. Yeah. And so we naturally, not every time, but sometimes we think, you know what, why is God doing this to me? Why is God punishing me? Why is God, you know, not being my ally when the truth of the matter is it's the opposite. God is putting his arms around you and he is positioning you to be exactly where he knows that you need to be. And it goes back to what you said. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it doesn't mean that God is not with you in the midst of that challenge.
1: Yeah. I had an interesting conversation with one of my sons a couple of months ago. And, um, so about, about, about four or five years ago, um, we lost one of our goats. She, uh, ended up getting really sick and we, we spent a couple weeks nursing her and we ended up losing her. Well, it turns out one of my sons um, thought for years that it was his fault because I don't let my children play um, video games online. We don't, we don't do video games and he had been sneaking and was doing some video games online. And right when he was doing that was when she got sick and died. And he, for years, blamed himself for that. And I had I had no idea any of this was going on. And so, about you know, like I said, a couple months ago, he, you know, he says, you know, Mom, I always thought Dayton's death was my fault. And I was like, why? And we went through this, and and it was really interesting to hear him, you know, think that God was punishing him, yeah. but you know, through that with that, and we just had this long talk and said, you know. It's not that it was a punishment, you know. God maybe used that in your life to bring the, you know, the sin to your attention.
0: Right, uh, right. But so
1: many times, I think we we can think when something bad happens, you know, oh, it's it's a punishment. Oh, I did this, and therefore that, you know. And if we go through life thinking that way, that every time, you know, we do something wrong. No, I'm not talking about intentional, ongoing sin. I'm talking about, you know, when we, you know, when we do the things we're gonna do because we're human and we're gonna make mistakes that God's going to punish us with something definite, you know, like that. It's just, ugh, we can get ourselves in really bad shape. Yeah, I, I'm
0: so glad that, that you thought of that story to tell at this time because it's so important because we can get so caught up in our own shortcomings that we think that God is loving us conditionally, and and he's not. No. And no. and praise God he's not because—
1: <laughs> We'd all be in trouble. I, I would. Have,
0: yeah, I wouldn't have much love going on today, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's and it's good to remember, you know, that our ultimate goal is to please him and be pleasing to him. And so when we're doing those things, you know, and you get that feeling like, oh, am I being punished because of this? Well, if you feel like that, you know, why are you doing that (laughs) thing that's making you think you're being punished? You know, maybe you ought to stop doing that if that's your, you know, something that you to the conclusion that you jump to.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. If the Holy Spirit is prompting us and saying, Hey, look. I'm bringing this to your awareness, and it's something that you probably need to remove. Exactly. uh, Because just like you said, um, that doesn't change our salvation, but it prevents us from moving closer and becoming more like God and enabling all His truth through Scripture to become part of our life and more of our life each and every day. So praise God for the Holy Spirit nudging us on that stuff.
1: Amen to that.
0: I love that. Well, you know, I like that story, PJ, because it has a little bit of both. It has, it's a story of struggle, a, a challenge of your faith, but we also actually got to see a little bit of hope on the back end. So I want to ask you, cause that's kind of the next story. Do you have a story for us where you, you just got to see the hand of God show up big time where your hope well, really, I guess your faith positioned you for that renewed hope and for that breakthrough. so I know you just shared that one with you with us, but has anything else come to mind you'd like to share with us?
1: You know having <laughs> i've I've always said that God gives us children not so we can raise them so much as we can finish raising ourselves, because there are so many times that because of having children
0: um and not just a couple pj well (laughs)
1: yeah yeah yeah. you know but even one i mean it's it's hard to raise one you know you just you keep multiplying it and and, you know i always tell people it gets easier after three (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you
0: know i can't even imagine i can't imagine
1: yeah but uh, the story that came to mind was i have i have one child who um Tends to make life more difficult for himself, right? <laughs> you know um, there are people who just take the easy path in life and learn from other people's mistakes, and then you have the people who just seem to want to hit all life's road bumps, you know head sure. on. Sure. And I have one child who does that, and um God has shown me that. Whether life is easy, because I have some kids that are just so super easy to raise. They practically raise themselves. And then, like I said, I have this one who tries to make everything difficult. Um, that he is there, and he is working that, and he is going to use that. So the example, so so with this child, I'm trying not to name him. Um, sure. He's always making life difficult. And I, I'm always telling him that he has a choice whether he wants to be happy or whether he doesn't want to be happy. And he'll argue that with me, right? He'll say, oh, you know, no, it's not. I'm just, you know, I'm grumpy, and I just, it's their fault, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, everything, you know, life's going to happen, and situations are going to happen, but you have the ability to choose how you are going to respond. So this has been an ongoing conversation I've had with him for, for years. And um, he had to take a uh, placement, Test. He's uh, getting ready to start taking um, community college classes Mm -hmm. and he had to take the placement test. Well, he had to write the essay. Okay. And (laughs) the subject of the essay was Can you choose to be happy?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And um, it was, he came back to me and he was like, Mom, you're not going to believe what the subject of this essay was. And it was so it was just so awesome to watch him respond and you know he's like oh and, you know and, and god just prep me for that cuz you and i have been talking about this for years you know and and all this stuff and i was just like okay god that was such a sign to me of hope that even though I've watched this child struggle with a lot of things and make his life difficult in so many ways, God's got it, you know, and, he and he's gonna, he'll be fine. And, you know, yeah, he may still make his life a little bumpy because that's just who he is, but he's just going to come out on the, on the adult side and he's going to be great. So there's, you know, every time you're tempted to lose hope with something, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm just never going to fix this. You know, the it, it, God's got your back.
0: He does, and it's a good reminder, PJ, that, that God is truly working on our behalf all the time. Sometimes we get to see that revealed in this awesome story with your son. Sometimes it, it's much later down the road, but when we get to see his hand rear itself and say, I've got you, and I've been here the whole time, oh, it brings us such joy and such peace and such a good reminder that we can always put our trust in him. Yeah, even it, with our kiddos.
1: Well, exactly. And that's the other thing is sometimes the things we go through aren't even about us, you know, yeah. <laughs> where I tell my children all the time, you never sin alone, right? When, when you choose to sin, it affects other people. And so sometimes we just have to go through something for someone else's benefit and we're just kind of along for the ride, you know? And, yeah. and so that's a piece of it as well.
0: Yeah. You know, it's wonderful to see I guess just the faithfulness of God show up in in both of those stories. And it's so reassuring that He is willing and He's definitely able to show up in each and every one of our lives in a big way, just like He did for you. So hallelujah for that. So I wanna I wanna ask you a question when you when you look at these stories, whether it's a, a challenge, a struggle, whether it's uh it's a renewed hope, whether it's a, it's a breakthrough, getting to see the hand of God work in your life through those stories, or even now where you're at in your life today, is there a promise of God, a scripture of God that's really speaking to you, that's connecting with you that you'd like to share with us?
1: This is a verse that I only found um, probably about six months ago, even despite having (laughs) read it many, many times, since I've read through the Bible many, many times. Um, And I uh, I was reading my Bible early one morning, and um, came across Psalm 68, and in, in verse 20, it said, God is to us a God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. And this was something I was, I've been struggling a little bit with as uh, my children get older, right? Right. Because it's one thing when you, when you have them and they're all with you and, and, yes, accidents happen, but, you know, you can keep your eye on them and they don't go out. And I now have three, three children who are driving and, you know, who are attending college and who are, you know, doing their own events and things like that. And, you know, getting to know, you know, you, you know that God's got them in their hands, but you also know that that doesn't mean that bad things might not happen to them. And so when I read this I just started you know really thinking about all of those times well you know like you hear the the stories from from 911 you know the people who should have been at their desk when the towers came down and right. and I you know right. remember hearing a story about one guy who was on the um stairwell coming down and as the the towers collapsed and he rode the the whole entire stairway down and survived and you know stories like that and God can just miraculously provide these escapes from death, and my children really are in his hands all the time, and um, knowing that he can do that, even if they're, you know, when they're driving cross-country by themselves, which I absolutely hate, (laughs) you know, I can be like, okay. God, you know, and that's what I, that's my new prayer that I pray for them sometimes when they're out and about God, if they need it, provide them an escape from death, you know? So, um, I just thought that was really neat as I'm, I'm, I'm getting to to the stage where I have to let my children go more.
0: I like that too. And you know what I'm, I'm really enjoying about this time that we're having PJ is we're this consistent theme, you know, being moms and dads, you know, we're both moms and dads here and the responsibility and the blessing at the same time that we've given to raise our kiddos and to be able to have these, these stories and these promises that can come alongside us and give us the strength and the comfort to know that we're in God's hands. And so are our kiddos. I, I really like that verse and you know, I'm, I'm sure I've read that, but that's not one that stands out in my mind. Um, so I'm curious now that you've shared that with the Psalm 68, 20, is that something that you you declare that you speak over your kiddos before they're going places or on a daily basis how do you incorporate that into your kids lives
1: no just as there when I'm praying for them when they're gone you know i mean it's okay. it's something um, that, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're late. God, give them an escape from death if they need one, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, I generally don't don't usually live in fear, but every once in a while you'll get that kind of niggling like, ooh, all of a sudden I'm yeah. worried about that one. <laughs> you know, and then so. there's
0: that promise you can lean on.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful for his promises because I really feel like it's those promises that give us hope to start with. And I really think that they're a way for us to increase and to strengthen our hope when we come back to his word and we lean on those promises again and again and again. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened to you when you came across this this particular promise.
1: Yeah, I mean, life is very uncertain. You know, for, for many people, the fear of the unknown is a yeah. very overwhelming fear. Um, you know, the what ifs in life and i don't know how people go through life sometimes without knowing that god does have a plan because bad things are going to happen you know we we we're, we're, we're going to suffer stuff and and lord willing it's it's nothing devastating and unrecoverable but you know bad things do happen and if you don't understand that that it's all working together for good you know romans 828 yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes life that much more difficult. Um, And so it's it's a lot easier. I mean, I, you know, I still fall into them, the what ifs and the fear of the unknown, but it's a lot easier to when you find yourself worrying about stuff like that, say, you know what, it is unknown. But what I do know is whatever it is, God's got a plan and he's got a purpose and he's going to work it all together for good.
0: And you know what, PJ, we need to be reminded of that every single day. day. Yeah, every day. Every day. You know, bless nation. As you think about what PJ just said, and and that scripture that she referenced, and I've her and I've talked about the scripture before, so I know Romans eight twenty eight is important to you, PJ. So, bless nation. God knows your heart. He knows my heart. He knows PJ's heart. He knows what we're going through. Every one of us. He's here with us, and he wants us to know that these promises, whether it's Romans whether it's Psalms, whatever the promise is, he wants you to know that you can stand on those promises and they will be that, that light, that beacon for us to get us through the moment, the day, the situation through our entire life. So praise God for his promises.
1: Yeah. You know, Romans 828, um, became meaningful to me. Um, I lost a little girl in the second trimester. And that was when I really clung, you know, I I, I kind of knew that verse before, but that was when I started clinging to that verse, you know, I, okay, Lord, I don't understand why this had to right. happen. I just don't get it, but I trust you that it's all going to work together for good. You know, and, and when I lost her, um, I ended up getting pregnant a couple months afterwards with Emery, you know, and. And I don't remember the first time I realized, you know what, you know, I'll have, we named her Drew. Well, I'll have Drew in heaven. You know, she's up there waiting for me. But if I hadn't lost her, I wouldn't have Emery, you know. And so you start to, with time, you know, you start to get a little perspective. And and I don't know that you ever see it all. I don't think you ever do this side of heaven. But you can see little glimpses of how how God works those, you know, works those things. And I became a much... um, uh, I don't want to say better is not the word I'm looking for, um, but a much more understanding person, you know, a much more um, sympathetic and, under you know, like I don't ask anybody, you know, because one of the things people will do a lot, you know, is people get married and they're like, oh, you know, when are you going to have kids? Are you having kids? You know, and I learned, you know, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know who's yeah. trying and can't get pregnant. You That's don't right. know who just lost, you know, and doesn't want to tell everybody they had a miscarriage. you know I don't ask those kinds of questions anymore unless people are sharing them with me. Um, whereas before I, I would have said that all the time, you know, especially since I was <laughs> having so many kids one after another. But um you know, it's those things. I, I really did become a much kinder person uh, because I, you know, that was probably the first personal tragedy that, you know, of any significance that I had ever gone through. Um, and so I, I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish that it had happened. But I look back, I'm like, yeah, I'm a better person. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife because that happened.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it really it points back to that verse. Even in the worst of circumstances, God can make good out of it. And he he did.
1: Yep. And he does. And he continues to.
0: Amen. That's uh, well, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I, I didn't know that. And that is something that's very personal, but it gives us hope to hang on to that promise for today and for tomorrow, because it will show itself. It will show itself and it will manifest itself in your life. So that's, that's an awesome story. Well, so PJ, before we We've kind of rolled into the final segment of the show. I want to just check in with Bless Nation here. I hope, Bless Nation, you're enjoying this episode so far. I I love the theme that's kind of being created as we go here. And you never know on episode per episode what that theme will be. And I really like this theme that we're talking about as we kind of put the theme of kids into this story that we're having with PJ, the different stories that we're having with her. So, Blessed Nation, I want to share something with you. You know, I'm always grateful for your support that you've been for this community, uh, the support you have for the show. And I, something I've been doing recently, I just started, that I want to share with you to give you another opportunity to support the show. Um, and to continue to be part of our community here. And now what I want to do is give you an opportunity to share, to to sow a seed into this ministry. As many of you know, your blessed life ministries, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And the reason I mention that, because it simply means this, that you can support this ministry financially and your offerings are tax deductible. And so I want to, I want to give you that opportunity. If it's on your heart, I want to give you the opportunity to do it. Um, it's an offering. It's something above and beyond what you're doing with your church. It, this is something, um, that it just may be on your heart. So I just want to plant that seed with you and give you that opportunity to do that. Because I know I've had, and the reason this came about is because I had people just come out and ask me, Jay, what can we do to support this show? This is the kind of stuff that we want more of. Uh, we don't want you going away. So I said, I answered. And so I simply, I, I put a donate button on the website at yourblessedlife.com. And you can give whatever amount that's on your heart. And uh, and that's it. So I just wanted to share that with you, Blessed Nation. And I want to thank you in advance for your support on that topic there. So, PJ, I want to kind of transition into the final segment here. And I, I call this final round the Nuggets of Wisdom round um, because I, I love the the short, punchy Nuggets of Wisdom that we find in the Book of Proverbs. They're just practical guidelines that we can use to set ourselves on a certain path that lines us up with God's ways. So I've kind of put together some fun, practical wisdom questions for you. And they're just questions that have a a short and sweet answer to them. And I've got four or five of them. And I want to start with this one here. And, And this is this. So big or small in PJ's life, what is one thing that's on your heart today that you are praising God for, that you're grateful for?
1: I just love the fact that I get to work with my family. You know, that to me is just such a gift and something that, you know, our business goat milk stuff is, I tell people all the time is, is God's, (laughs) that was God's plan. I never could have seen this coming. I never could have envisioned this. It's all because of him that I get to work every day with my family and have my husband home with the children all the time. And so I just, I definitely thank him for that.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, that is special. To you'd be able to work hand in hand with your kiddos, with your husband on a business that you love and, uh, and a business that's flourishing. So praise God for that. That's awesome. Well, let's change gears a little bit. Let me ask you this. So what is something that you like to do where you can be a blessing to other people?
1: Um, I try to always be available to other moms who are struggling. You know, there's, a lot of women today who are overwhelmed with their lives. And because of that, they're not enjoying motherhood. And that makes me so sad because this time is just so brief and we're so distracted and overwhelmed. I think overwhelmed is just a great word by our culture. You know, our culture demands so much of us, um, that we aren't able to free up the time to just be with our children and just, to just be moms. And so I really try and, um, you know, answer mom's questions and, and just be an encouragement to them that it's okay to say no to things, right? It's okay yeah. to not do every everything that, you know, would possibly benefit your child down the road. You know, sometimes just sitting at home with them and, and, you know, snuggling on the couch watching the, you know, the sunset is so much more important than whatever enrichment opportunity they have. Oh,
0: that's such a good reminder, PJ, for moms and for families alike, just to to be able to kind of blot out the distractions and spend that quality time and to be okay to say no sometimes.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's so hard for, um, for Christian moms and dads because so often, you know, the things that we're being asked to do have eternal significance. And so we don't feel like we can say no to them, but you have Mm -hmm. to remember that your children are just as important And they're, you know, yes, you you still have to to deal with kingdom, you know, issues. I'm not saying you just ignore them all, but sometimes it's okay to say no to something that, you know, might lead to somebody else's salvation because your children, you need to put time into them too. And so, you know, I see so many... so many Christian families just, just overworking themselves and not having that time because they're always trying to serve in their local church, which is they should be doing. But even though, you know, even that needs to be in balance.
0: It does. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying before. I don't know where I heard it. I've heard it several times over the years, but it goes something like this, that our first ministry starts at home. Yeah. You know, with, whether it be with our wife or our husband or our kiddos, um, And I think sometimes we forget that.
1: We do. It's very hard in our culture um, to be still enough to hear the voice of the Lord. And if we start out teaching our children that they're constantly on the go, constantly doing these events, constantly, 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 they're not going to be able to learn how to be still and listen to the quiet voice of the Lord you know, and that's, that's important to teach them. It's important to teach them how to say no to good things so you can have the best things.
0: Yeah. I like that. Well, you know, you mentioned something about quiet time. So when you have some quiet time, some PJ time and, and you're, you find yourself in a book, any book that's on your mind or maybe on your bookshelf, uh, it didn't have to necessarily be a nonfiction, you know, three keys to live in a life in Christ, but it does have a Christ-centered message that has blessed some area of your life. Any book come to mind you'd share with us?
1: Yeah, actually, if your listeners or yourself have never read the book Margin by Richard Swenson, it's I it's a must-read. It's a little bit older now. I, I've i read it at least 10 years ago, and it's actually one that I try to read every year or two. Um and it talks about uh, well, the subtitle of it is um, restoring emotional, physical, financial, and time reserves to overloaded lives. And it's written by a Christian author, you know. And it just talks about how you have to have that margin, that space in all of those areas, so when God needs you to do something, <laughs> you have the energy to, and the time to do it. Um, and it's it's a it's a really really good read, and really kind of gives you the. Uh, the permission if you need it to, you know, to be able to open up some space and some margin in your life.
0: That I, I have not heard of that book before, PJ. So his name is Richard, did you say Swenson?
1: Swenson, S-W-E-N-S-O-N.
0: Okay, cool. And the name of the book is Margin.
1: Margin, yeah. Excellent, right, cool. excellent read.
0: Well, I'll link that up. And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of stuff on audio. If I'm in the car, at the gym, walking the dogs or whatever. And so, bless Nation, I want to – you know, just share. If you don't have Audible, if you're not listening to books, Audible, uh, I want to invite you to do so. So, on Audible, if you go to audibletrial.com/blessed, you can try out a free book. And if you like Audible, you can stick with them. If you don't, you don't have to. But if this book, Margin, is, is kind of speaking to you, kind of talking to you, check it out on Audible, and uh, and see if it's something that that you might want to listen to all the way through. So thanks for sharing that, that book with us, PJ. Absolutely. Well, so as we come kind of to the, toward the end here, before I get to the very last question for you, uh, I want to ask you this. What is got PJ Jonas just pumped up most excited in her life right now in these days. And it can be about anything in your life with your kiddos, with your business, something at church, a new workout you're doing, whatever. What's got you most excited these days, PJ?
1: You know, my older children now, you know, the oldest one is 20, and then the other one's about to be 19 and 17. And they're old enough that I really trust now that they know what they want to do with their future. And the fact that they're all still saying they want to work with goat milk stuff and this is what they want to do is just so affirming to me that I didn't mess up their lives, that, you know, that we've had, um, we've done things the right way. Um, And I find that it just gets me so excited when I see them doing things because this is what they want to do with their future, and you know, my daughter said to me the um, a couple of days ago. You know, she's like, "Oh, mom, she's like, my kids are going to do this." <laughs> you know, she's like, "I'm going to bring them over here, and they're going to be raised this way." And I'm just like, "Yes, I've done something right."
0: <laughs> oh, that does have to give you such peace and such joy to know that they they want to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does.
0: That is well. So speaking of wanting to be part of that business. Um, that really kind of ties into my last question for you. And that is, if people want to connect with you, PJ, whether it may be a mom, it may be, um, you know, cause you mentioned something about moms a while ago, but it may be people that are interested in what is this goat milk stuff. How can folks connect with PJ Jonas?
1: Yeah. The easiest way is to go to the website, which is just www.goatcom Goatmilkstuff.com. Um, there's a contact us form there where you can reach out to me via the phone or email, and then all the links to the social media. So we're on. I'm on pretty much everything under Goat Milk Stuff. Um, you can do that, and then I also do have an um, offer of a free bar of soap for your listeners if that's something they want. And um, to get to that, all they have to do is go to Goat slash blessed Soap. And that's all just one word. Blessed. soap. oh, I like that. I like
0: yeah. that. I will. I'll be sure and link that up um, the website as well as that free gift. Thank you for offering that. Oh, you're that, welcome. That'll be fun. That'll be nice. And And that is kind of a piece of you and what got you started on this journey with goat milk stuff. So how how perfect is that?
1: Yeah, you know, I tell people, you know, if you you have a dream of where you want to get to, just keep working towards it. You know, people look at what we do and they're like, oh, I want that, but it's been so long. I'm like, well, yeah, it kind of took me, you know, 10, 15 years to get here, but, you know, God will get you there if you keep working towards it.
0: That's such good advice. I, I appreciate you sharing that because we're all on a journey t- to some degree. Maybe we're building a business. Maybe we're coming into a relationship. Maybe we're coming out of a relationship. Maybe. It's the loss of a loved one. There's so much stuff that we're going through. And to have that as a reminder, to just stay true to the steps that you're taking. And then to know that you can strengthen yourself with the promises of God, surround yourself with godly people, and, and just stay the course. It's a reminder. It's such a good reminder to to stay the course. I appreciate you sharing that with us. You're welcome. And, you know, PJ, I appreciate you being on the show today and thank you for being so vulnerable, so open and for sharing so much with us.
1: This was really nice to to, to talk with you. I hope that it blesses a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, I, I really think it will. And it was a joy to get to, to visit with you and bless nation. I want to thank you for spending some time with PJ and myself as we move down the path of Your Blessed Life. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't subscribed to the show, I want to invite you to do that. If you're an iTunes listener, you can just click on that purple subscribe button. And uh, and if you're on iTunes, I'd also like to invite you to leave us a review. You just uh, type in Your Blessed Life into the search menu there on iTunes. And when you see the cover art come up for the show, Your Blessed Life, just click on it. And then you'll see the rating and review tab. So, I want to thank you in advance for, for supporting the show in that manner. And, and I appreciate you tuning in today and, uh, I look forward to that next episode of blessed nation, but I want to leave you with this. I want you to remember that God loves you and he absolutely wants to bless you.